Hey everyone, Tyler Reams here with a delayed release of an episode that I recorded with a former student from my geometry and economics class. We recorded this talk in late July 2020, and with all the happenings of this year, I'm finally getting around to releasing it. Tadeo Maximiliano Avira Hernandez shares aspects of his story, and we talk about values, division and distraction, the media, and who is really in power. Please excuse the audio quality on this one, and I hope you enjoy Max's stories, ideas, and how he sees the world. Obviously, and you know, it's uh, 
this is, you know, the typical American dream uh, story. Um, I was, uh, an interesting fact, I, I, had a, I had a very, very happy childhood. Like, I, I couldn't ask for a better one. If anything went wrong, it was because of me. Like, both my parents were very, very loving. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very loving sister who I consider a second mother. Um, I remember the story she would tell me whenever we went out, it was just me and her. As if, when I was a kid, they'd ask her if she was my mom. Um, but now she's like, oh, it's my baby brother. Um, but, but yeah, it was very loving. I, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, a fact that, that no one really believes, but I never really experienced racism. Mm-hmm. Like no one, no one, no, no one has ever discriminated me for being, for being an immigrant, for being Latino. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, which I, which I think is, is, is wild because, you know, I hear stories from other immigrants about like how they were very mistreated, stuff like that. Um, and it shocked me, you know, because I've never lived through that. And, 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 you know, it's horrible. I remember, so well, one of my, one of my friends who graduated valedictorian from her class, I remember she told me how she crossed the border. Like she literally crossed the river when she was nine. Um, with just her and her two brothers, and because her parents were already over here, mm-hmm. and basically she learned English like on the street, um, and she, like she made friends that you know taught her how to how to do a how, how to, like the American way, I guess you could say. Right. And she basically she graduated valedictorian from high school. She's currently a she's currently studying uh, mechanical engineering. Hey, good for her. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she's extremely smart. And basically, during her speech, she talked about, you know, her story as an immigrant. And on, on her way home, she, she was talking on the phone with, with, uh, with a classmate. And uh, when, whenever his dad overheard him talking, he was like, oh, like, is, that, is, that, is that your little girlfriend or something like that? And he mm-hmm. was like, no, it's, uh, it's my friend. It's the girl that, that gave the speech to the valedictorian. And he said, uh, uh, stop talking to her immediately. Like, hang up right now. Like, I don't want you, I don't want you talking to those people. Wow. And, and, and so he, he was like, why? Like, why don't you, he's like, he, because she made white people look bad. That's basically, like, his, his reasoning for it. Mm-hmm. And then that's just an example of, 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 uh, of experiences that like people that I know have gone through but like and I've never really experienced anything like that. Like the white people I grew up around were super nice. Yeah. Um if, if I ever was discriminated, it was because of my lack of ability for like that um sure. activity that we were doing. It wasn't because of my skin color or because, you know, I, I had like a strong accent. Which which I don't now, but when I was a kid, oh my God man. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, uh I grew up. I grew up in a Catholic family. My 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 family is very Catholic, and I was I was like top student in Sunday school. Nice. And and when I was a kid, like I really I really did you know believe and stuff like that. But like as I grew up, um, I sort of started losing that faith. Um, and like around like like ninth grade, I was like, all right, I'm a I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. Like and I and I started saying that I was an atheist. Um, and most of that was because of my grandfather. I, my grandfather was a, was a huge, huge influence on me um, and, and how I think right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And so, so yeah, I mean, I mean, not right now, not anymore. Like I'm, I'm exploring like our religious ideas. See, see what I like. See, see what, see what, what I agree with. Um, I'm not, I'm not really, uh, I'm not spiritual. I'm just trying to learn. See, see what, see what, um, what, what I can agree with. Uh, may, maybe I'll be uh, spiritual in the future. I don't know. Like that, mm-hmm. that all depends on you know my experience. You know, my future experiences. Um, but, but yeah, I do, I, I do, I do enjoy reading uh, the, the Kama Sutra. You know, sure. like the, the teachings of the Buddha and stuff like that. Right. Um. Like I, I enjoy. I, I allow it to like sort of like infiltrate some of my like ideas, like beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, man, that's uh. I guess that's like an overview about, about myself. Yeah. So uh, you you said that. Uh, you know, other people that you know experienced some racism and discrimination because of, of where they come from, even though that wasn't true for you. Um, what would you say are some common misconceptions and stereotypes about uh, immigrants, particularly uh, Latino immigrants? Well, <laughs> number one, we're not all Mexican. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we don't all get along with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, like Mexicans and Hondurans, like absolutely hate each other. Like you can't be a Mexican with Honduran because like man, shit goes down. Like it's 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 horrible. I remember uh, when I was when I was in the eighth grade, I, I dated uh, a girl who had who had a Honduran background, and I was telling my cousin about it. I was like, oh yeah, man, like she's super cute. She uh, she's like she models like she's like really smart and stuff. Like I was just I was just giving him like these really cool things. Like these really like cool facts about her and then at the end I was like oh and she's enduring and he was like you were going good until you said she was from Honduras oh. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like bro what the heck and so like I kind of like learned the um, I, I don't know like the exact history like, like why mm-hmm. that hate that hate or like the uh this the dislike between like the two cultures exist but um but yeah and there's like there's like a there's this saying that uh, a Latino's worst enemy is another Latino, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it works. And it works for like Mexicans too. Like a Mexican's worst enemy is another Mexican. Like, and that's including here. Like, we don't all lift each other up as much as we as much as we should. Yeah. And, uh, and that's uh, that's something that that I uh, it doesn't sadden me, but it's like, shoot, man. Like we're we're in a we live in a place that, like, like it's, it's hard. It's hard for us already because, like, we don't have the same opportunities as as, as American citizens, which makes sense. Like, we're not we're not citizens. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not from here. Like, we're obviously not going to get the same benefits that, that you know someone like yourself would get, or like a cousin of mine who was born here. There's another one. Like, we're we're not all hard workers. Like, it's mm-hmm. like all all like the whole cultures. I feel I feel like in all cultures, it's like it's the same. Like there's the hard workers, there's like the lazy people, there's like the smart ones, there's the dumb ones. You know, it's, it's like it's the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't think cultures. Whenever like one culture talks about another one, it should be like uh, generalized or like stereotyped. You know, mm-hmm. um, because it exists. Like Mexicans are like super racist, like with each other as well. Mm-hmm. Like when uh, like there's there's this joke that. Felipe Esparza, you know, you know, I don't know if you know who that yeah. is. He's a, uh-huh. he's a comedian. Uh, he's like, whenever there's no like white people in the room, or like when there's no black people in the room, 
like, oh man, like, we'd be a racist with each other. Like we look for like the darkest Mexican and we make fun of him. Interesting. And and there's there's a lot of like classism too, man. Like rich people and, and I get and it's the same thing here. Like the rich people obviously they're gonna hit on like on the poor people mm-hmm. because they're poor and because they haven't found a way to like get themselves out of that that poverty. Like you go you go to <laughs> you go to Mexico and it's kind of like kind of like a flip i guess you can say like when the one area is like gentrified and like literally like the house like right beside that one you look at it and you're like oh shoot like i don't want to live there you know you know it's obviously like the poor areas that like no one ever wants to go to and then there's like the higher I guess you can say. right right those, those, are, those are like some like common misconceptions i guess you can say or like like the harsh reality within our culture it's interesting to me because, I mean, I, I taught at the, you know, the, the high school you went to for six years. Um, and one of the things I started to observe there, because, you know, I, prior to that time, I didn't have a lot of opportunities to spend time with Hispanic people and black people and people who were different than me. Um, yeah. So for me, it was a really cool experience because I got to know perspectives that were different than, than the story I was raised with. But one of the yeah. things to your point that you mentioned that I started to notice was there was a lot of that. Um, like animosity, not hate, but just animosity between uh, immigrants who came legally and those that did not. To your point about racism and like kind of the infighting of the different groups, and it was like, oh, well, I did it. I should. They should be able to do it too. You know. Um, yeah. What do you think about that idea? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's harsh, but it's true, man. Um, like even even though I didn't cross the river, mm-hmm. like. Basically, like, even though, like, I didn't have to go, like, all, like, all that harsh stuff, um, I'm still an immigrant. But, like, sometimes I find myself, like, judging those people mm-hmm. um, because it's, like, dude, like, you're able to get a visa. Or, like, I don't know if, if they were able to or not, but there's, there's this, like, belief that I had and this idea of, like, um... We, we, don't, we don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... There's... If, if, like, if you think about it, there must be something completely wrong with a country if people are, like, fleeing mm-hmm. to, like, find a better life. Um, like, for example, like, debt with a... Like, like if, if, you, if, you, if you, like, owe money to a cartel or, like, if you, which is very common. Um... If, if you, like, simply just want, like, better, like, financial opportunities or, um, well, those, those two are, like, are the common, are the, are the most, like, common reasons that people leave. Like, they either want, like, a better financial opportunity here, like, more financial freedom. Yeah. Or, like, or, like they owe money to someone and they have to leave because if they don't, then they'll be here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, so, I think that, like, we, 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 we shouldn't be here. Like, we as immigrants shouldn't be here. Like, I think that a lot of the immigration issues here in the, U- in the U.S. would be fixed if uh, the people in the country that they're fleeing fix their country. And I think that's, uh, that's, that's an issue that's, just like, a great issue in Mexico because it's extremely corrupt. It's, um, I actually think the U.S. and, the Mex- and the Mexico are, I was going to say the Mexico, the, the U.S. and Mexico like are extremely alike, but the uh-huh. U.S. is able, but the U.S. is able to hide it better. Mm, they're they're able, 
they're they're yeah. In terms of like corruption, the U.S. and Mexico are are like basically the same. But uh, the United States is able to blind their people with patriotism, Ooh. and not and and Mexico doesn't you know really do that because you know they <laughs> excuse my words they don't give a fuck. It's like they don't. <laughs> the the best way we can that I think we can you know fix this immigration issue in the country is if Mexican people would like stand up for one and like do what's right for them. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, like I, like, I love this place. Like the U S has been my only home, mm-hmm. but like, there's no need for me to be here. If I already had a home, you know, mm-hmm. down south. It's uh. And, and 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 I do get frustrated with uh, with like with, with Mexican people that like live over there because they don't really do anything to like better the place that, that they live in. They don't do anything to fix it. And it's not that they don't want to. Um, from in most cases, because a lot of them uh, don't have the time. They have to work. Like if you don't like a one day of not working in Mexico, it's like a day with not money. And like, and you don't have any, like, you literally have to like work your butt off every single day to get like, like a, like in, like in some cases, it's, it's, it's very little the Indian, like the money that you get paid. Mm-hmm. And, and people just live like day by day. So they don't really have the time to like fix the issues in the country. And then you have like the people that do have the time that don't because they have politician friends or they have like, you know, uh, like people, people that work, you know, for for the government, um, who are like I said, very corrupt. Yeah. You get stopped by a cop in Mexico, you can be like, "Yo, here's twenty bucks, let me go," and they will. Mm-hmm. And uh, which and, and that's that's where like the 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 patriotism like comes in, like here. Like if if you try to give a cop twenty bucks here, like and and. and <laughs> you know what? They're gonna be like, really, dude? Like, get your ass right. out of the car! Like, come on, you're, you're going to jail. You know? Yeah. Like, so the people that that like really have that patriotism in their heart, like, are the ones that like become like the cops, the politicians, mm-hmm. because they think they're serving. I, I I don't know what the what 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 they think they're serving, but like, um, but yeah, like a country that I honestly think doesn't really care about. Them. As far as like politicians go, like they obviously make you think that they care about you because you're giving them attention, thus giving them money. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if, if, cause you brought up a couple of interesting points that you're, you're, you're describing Mexico and you're describing the people that like maybe don't stand up for, for themselves against the corruption and the other class of people who benefits from that corruption. And then the other, other class that is like, I would say orchestrating that, that corruption. Yeah, pretty you know, much. I feel like you could have said that same story about America. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, exact, the same, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> But I wonder, yeah. I wonder, can we blame average people who are like, I would argue, victims of the system for not standing up to the system? Uh, like, to what well, degree can we blame them? Well, we, well, like I said, we can't really blame them because they don't have time to do that. Like, they have, yeah. they have to survive somehow, man. It's like economic desperation that, like, keeps people, um, yeah, it keeps them too tired to do anything, I feel like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think that's, like, where the, where the, where the issue began. And um, 
And honestly, like once you get rid, and then, and I, I was gonna say like once you get rid of the cartels, like you can we can start from there. But how do you get rid of the cartels? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a pretty simple um, solution. The, the the bankers, the, the the American bankers, American business businesses that lauder that money, mm-hmm. put them in jail, and then you'll start seeing a decrease in like you know, drug trafficking, right? Uh, eliminating little by little those cartels, and then, um, and then yeah, you can like start from the bottom, obviously, you know, mm. to rebuild Mexico to what it's supposed to be, man. Because Mexico is a beautiful country, we have amazing resources, but they're exploited, right? Right. For, for the profit of people that are. I would, again, would say the exact same thing about the U.S. It's wild. It's wild how similar these, these like, class struggles are everywhere and, and like, the race struggle as well. Because you talk about, like, you know, Mexicans hating Hondurans and all these other things, and then you see, you know, black people against black people, and you see white people against white people. And it's like we all, we all reject each other for some reason. When I feel like yeah. I feel like what and we probably should be rejecting is, is, is those who have that power – who benefit from us rejecting each other? Yeah, and I think it's a and I think it's a really smart idea from the people that are in control because Brilliant. that's what keeps us because that's what keeps us divided. It's mm-hmm, what keeps mm-hmm. us not focused on them. Yeah, how do you organize? How do you collect yourselves together and like stand up against that if you're finding reasons to hate your brother, hate your sister? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, we, we talk about power, right? So. You, the last three or four years have been very um, interesting here in America because of, of the rise of, of Donald Trump as president. When you hear him speak the way that he speaks about people that look like you, what goes through your mind? Um, well, I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I laugh because, like, dude, like, really? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, a, it's a perfect example of, the, of like, dividing the people. Mm-hmm. Right there, like, the way he talks about, about them it's, 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 a, it's a perfect way to like divide Hispanics and like people that support him mm-hmm. um, or like pe- people that you know because uh, I don't want to say white people because it's not all white people um, right. I, guess, I guess you can say people that consider themselves patriots and people that think they're serving the country a purpose when really there's like draining their pockets you know draining money out of their pockets it's, I, I think it's brilliant because <laughs> call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but right. that, that man's not really in charge. <laughs> like, and neither was Obama, neither was Clinton, and neither is the guys that come out to Trump. Right. None of them are in charge. Like, it's, it's all it's all a show, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, oh god, I sound like a hippie. It's all it's all a show, <laughs> and that's why I personally choose not to pay attention to the things that he says because there's there's there's, there's bigger issues. I think, and I think I think it's childish that that people want to argue about stuff like that because, like, in the end, we're all <laughs> excuse my language again. Like, we're all being fucked by the same system. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I, I just don't pay any attention to. It. Like, I don't really feel anything whenever he says stuff like that mm-hmm. because I know because I know he just does it for show. Like, I know he does it to like drain attention away from like what's actually going on, mm-hmm. which is children, immigrant children being trafficked. Mm-hmm. by you know i guess quote unquote the elite the people that actually run this place who are those people i wonder 
You ever heard of J.P. Morgan? Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like those guys. I feel like like the big bank, and and and, I, and I'm not talking about like like Illuminati or like the reptilians and stuff like that. Like that's, that's, <laughs> I think right. that's also BS, man. But like it's it's very simple. It's like the bankers, the people, like the oil companies, like the guys that like own the oil companies. Because really, it's like one or two guys that like own everything. And these, um, these these same people, or maybe not one or two, but you know the these right. same group of people who are also oh one or two one or two families. Oh sure sure sure. And then these same people are the ones financing elections through like dark money and exactly. things like that. And so you're getting exactly. people in power who are able to help that that power structure like persist. Uh, and whether that's for child trafficking or profit or whatever it happens to be, like we would agree that it's not things that benefit average people like you and me. Right. And so yeah. And so. You give people stuff like coronavirus cases. Mm-hmm. You give people stuff like uh, Vanessa Guillen and Breonna Taylor, which is extremely tragic. Um, but I say that they, they, they exploit stuff like that. They like use those uh, that like vulnerability mm-hmm. to like keep the attention away. You know, from there, from there their tactics from like from their intentions of just like staying up top and keeping us here at the bottom. I'm not saying that those aren't important issues because like I said, it's extremely tragic that stuff should not be happening at all. Like unfortunately, uh, those people with with blind patriotism I would say mm-hmm. keep us divided. And 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 it's and it's gonna be and it's gonna stay like that for an extremely long time because everyone has different opinions. Everyone is going to think differently. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I hear you. Um, I, I think what you're saying is, is that there are certain issues in the news right now that are distracting us from, from other deep issues that exist. Um, I would agree with you on that to, to an extent. I would also say that, you know, things like the murder of George Floyd and beyond Brown Taylor and such are, also symptoms of deep problems and deep divides in America um, rather than a distraction from other divides. I think they also represent divides. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, they do. They definitely do. And, and like I said, the people also use that as an advantage. Mm-hmm. Like they, right. they, see something, they see something like that happen and they're like, boom, put that in the media. Immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, keep, mm-hmm. keep them distracted. Uh, like I, I feel terrible for the families because because they have to like, they're sort of like exposed to uh, mm-hmm. to everyone, and like, and, and and they're vulnerable. Like, I I, I, I can't imagine like, the stuff that they go through, like all all the attention, like all the national attention that goes to them. Mm-hmm. Like, they just they just want to like grieve the death of their daughter, but like yet they have like a bunch of cameras in their face. Right. Um, yeah, we, we, we don't yeah, we yeah. don't recognize each other's like humanity and and what a person's needs are anymore. You know, like we say, oh, this yeah. is, this goes in the news cycle, or this um, this contributes to a narrative or whatever. So we're gonna, you know, we whoever we is is gonna exploit that. When yeah. what we really should be doing is talking like you and I are right now, because I would say that like there are some things you and I will disagree on uh, that we've yeah. discussed, but at the same time, like isn't there isn't there a value to this type of conversation compared to having that larger conversation in media? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so he, so this is, this is where, this is like where like my spiritual slash religious beliefs come in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I don't really follow the one, but like I read like the teachings of like the Buddha and stuff like that, and uh, and like other like articles that I've read, that like we're all connected to each other and form like part of like a bigger picture. Yeah, and and I think that we should we sh- we should like recognize that more often. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like if like if people if people were to recognize that, like we we'd be like and a lot more like harmony, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Not harmony. I, I, I feel like I'm translating that wrong because the word I'm trying to say is like in Spanish, harmonia, and I'm actually going to like put this up. So. Yeah. Yeah, like in harmony, like symmetry, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. If we were if we were all to realize that like we're, we're just like small parts of something a lot greater than ourselves, yeah. then we'd be, we'd be at more peace with each other. I guess like a Christian can say that or like a Catholic or someone from China can say that as well. Like I feel like a lot of religions, you know, follow under the same idea. Yeah, they do. And we, and we, reject <laughs> that. We, we always like, Oh, you know, the Muslims are so different than us or the, you know, whoever else. It's a, it's the same, <laughs> it's the same thing. It, like, it's the same core, thing. It's just different. Thing. Yeah. At the core, it's the same thing. It's just a different, it's just a different lifestyle. Right. And that's what we disagree with each other on. We disagree and then we hate each other for our different lifestyles. Yeah, exactly. Which is so weird to me. Yeah. 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 So for anyone that wants to know more about your story or your point of view on things, what would you ask them to do or read or watch? I, when it comes to like uh, religious or spiritual beliefs, I'd have them read The Egg by Andy Weir. Mm Um. When it comes to like my culture and where I come from, I'd have them watch this this Netflix film. Uh, I'm not here anymore. And well, it's actually in Spanish. It's called Ya No Estoy Aquí, and that's that's what I think you should uh, look it up. And I don't know if, if you put I'm not here anymore. I don't know if it's gonna come up or not. Yeah. But it's, it's uh, Ya No Estoy Aquí, um, and, it's, and it's about and it's about like a, a kid from the same, not the same town, but, like, the same uh, place that I'm from, from Monterrey, who, like, comes to the, comes to the, New York, to, the US, to the U.S., he goes to New York, um, because there was, like, a misunderstanding with the cartel, and he had to flee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this kind of, like, show, I, I think, I think the, that movie shows, like, a, our, our, like, at least my culture very, very accurately. Yeah. Or, but not, not all of it, but, like, like a part, a part of my culture that like I hold dear, especially the music, the music and like and the dances. I think, I think that's, I, I think it's beautiful. Like I, I, I really love, <laughs> I really love my hometown. Man. Yeah. Anyone that you want to give a shout out to? My dad, man. My dad, my well, both my parents. My my like, uh, I'm super tight with my mom now. Nice. <laughs> like, and, I, and I say now because like for the past 17 years, it was like. We're constantly fighting with her because we're basically the same person. Well, that's yeah, that's that's moms and sons. That's how it goes, yeah, yeah, and and yeah, like I was, I felt super disconnected to her like mm-hmm. for a long time, but like now, like when we, like now, me and her are tight, man. Like, I, cool. like I like I love that woman with that because I've grown and I've been able to like put myself in her shoes and mm-hmm. sort of like be a little bit more compassionate, be a little more understanding mm-hmm. of like why she is the way she is. 
Um, and then like and my dad, well, my dad's the best man. <laughs> like, 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 I just, I, just, I love that man. He's, he's the one that kept me humble and, and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to. My family is very flawed. I mean, who isn't? I try to, I try to not be, not, not necessarily not be like them, but like I, I observe their, their behavior. And like I take all the flaws and all the bad stuff that I don't want to be, mm-hmm. and like and I, and I like to take the good stuff from them, good. because after all, it's my family and they are a huge influence on on who I am. Like I mentioned before, like my dad's humble side, and then like my mom's business side, mm-hmm. which is which is which is another another thing about me. Like I'm I'm very big on capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I'm being able to, to to create profit for yourself. Sure. Um, I remember like a conversation that we had in your class, mm-hmm. like a debate, like where you asked, "What do you value more, equality or freedom?" Mm-hmm. When it comes mm-hmm. to when it comes to like economics, and I was super hard on like on freedom. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, like being being able to do what you want to do, because you can make a business out of anything, man. Mm-hmm. Like like it was. A, it was ingrained in me, like it was drilled in my brain that like if you don't work, you don't make money. I was taught to work smart, not hard. And that was big, like with my grandfather. Like I said, he was the best businessman I knew. Like he always had money on him. Like he, he, he his financial freedom was crazy, man, because yeah. every, every single day he was making some sort of deal. He was like making business. Like his main thing was coming over here um like visiting guys he never wanted to live here like he's like no like i i don't i like this place like to visit <laughs> mm-hmm. but like no there, there's no place like home uh he'd come here he'd, he'd thrift he'd go thrift shopping he'd go to like flea markets and he'd buy antique antique rollerblades the snowboards the snow like skis baseball bats like helmets like like really like valuable stuff like over there like really like for here, it'd be like a buck or like five, five dollars. And he's like, sell it in, back in Mexico for like three times the price because they were like extremely valuable. Um, and, and so, yeah, so I was, so I really do believe in like thinking smart, like I'm working smart, not hard. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really big on like having your own business, creating like profit for yourself, like not working for anyone else. Like I, like, I hate being bossed around. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm currently, like, working, like, on, like, on my own stuff. And I, I have, like, really high hopes. Obviously, like, it might not work, but then, like, that's, that's just how, that's just how it goes. That's, that's how the process works. So, uh, going, yeah, going back to, like, the, like, the family part, like, shout out, big shout out to, like, my mom's side of the family. Because mm-hmm. they're, like, they're crazy when it comes to, like, um, when it comes to like just creating profit for themselves, like making money, like they know how to make money. Like they're yeah. super intelligent people. Um, they're not, they're not the best when it comes to like, uh, like sympathy, like compassion, <laughs> because like, 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 for example, like my grandmother, like she's a cold woman, man. Like it's mm-hmm. rare when, whenever like she shows up to someone. Um, well, I mean, well, I mean, obviously that's like her grandkids, like she's super loving. So, like mm-hmm. when it comes to like her daughters or like, you know, other people, she's like, she's, She's uh she's not that nice. <laughs> yeah. But like my but like my dad's mom is like super like adorable, loving woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But yeah, like shout out, shout out to like everyone in my family, man. Like they all really like my cousins, my uncles, like they all really um influenced me. But like I said, like I like to take the, the good part of uh of, of of the like like the good qualities about them. Like for example, like my mom says that like my dad like to just he's he's a he's a conformist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not that he's a conformist, like he's just a simple man. He doesn't really care about money that much. Mm-hmm. Um, like he he'll he he'll spend money like nothing because money comes and goes. Yeah. He's not very he's not he's not materialistic like at all. Like he's a very simple man. Pretty expensive. I have a pretty expensive taste. Like I I try to understand people. Like if I don't agree with them, like I try to understand them, and like always respect. Um, you know, always respect your neighbor. Yeah. All right. That was awesome, by the way. Definitely stuff I disagree with, but it's your story, right? Like that's your, right, yeah, that's yeah. your and that's why, that's how I'm going to frame it when I do my little intro later. Uh, okay. I'll probably be like, you know, former student of mine, like who always brought like a healthy debate to class because yeah. of some ways that perhaps we personally disagreed on things. Um, and maybe you knew that at the time, maybe you didn't, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, like I, I knew, I knew what you thought. <laughs> and that's what's good is like the, 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 there are those who cannot pick up on my bias in class because they just like don't engage with it that much. And so they can't tell that when I say certain things, what I really mean. And then there are others like oh, you man. who can let, who like know how I feel personally. And I hope I never treated that unfairly. Uh, nah, man, you, were, you, were, you were always, yeah. Like you were always like, you, 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 you would always respected everyone's opinion. Cause I mean, obviously like, that's your job as a teacher. Like if you were biased then I wouldn't, I wouldn't like you. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Like, like, like how, like how I like it. No, no, no. It's not, not that I wouldn't like you, but I'd have a different opinion now. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it would be wrong. I would be wrong of me to use my like position of influence to, to yeah. like give my personal opinion too strongly. And that's why like people like you who are very intelligent, like pick up on that bias sometimes because it's impossible for a person to hide it. Yeah. But there are people that like don't pick up on it at all, which is always interesting to me because there, there were people yeah. that like, uh, I remember I asked, I don't know if it was in your, in your class or somebody else's, but I asked one day, um, would you say I'm a capitalist or a socialist, like, or something else? Like I asked them to figure out like, what do they think? Yeah. I, mean, I, let everybody, I let everyone vote. And it seemed like overwhelmingly people were like, yeah, you're a capitalist. Like you love capitalism. I was like, I was like, that's interesting. It's interesting that you say that because and I didn't tell, I didn't say the answer. I was like, mm, interesting. Yeah, I didn't tell them like, no, I don't, I don't as much <laughs> as other things. But I said, why would you say that? Like, what, like, led you to like answer in that way? Oh, well, well I, I, I just paid attention to your facial expression, Matt, because you had like very right. like tiny like reactions, and it's like the quick ones. Yeah, uh, like not a lot of people notice, but yeah, that's, well, that's, that's what, what Dag- made me. That's what uh, Dagnino told me one time in my first year. She was like, "Fix your face." Like that's my one piece of feedback. <laughs> she was like, "Fix your face." I was like, "What are you saying to me right now?" Um, but anyway, I asked. I asked these kids. I was like, "Why do you? Why did you say that you think I prefer capitalism?" Because I was really curious. Like, what made them feel that way? And uh, they were like, "Okay, oh, you, you always talk about your your AirPods and how much you like your AirPods." I was like, okay, like that. yeah, okay. <laughs> no, it's just interesting, yeah. Um, no, that's like, that's like the worst answer you can give, like. Right, right, right. Oh, oh why you thought you were capitalist? I was like, yeah, yeah I also I, like like having healthcare and think that the minimum wage should be higher, but like, never mind those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, yeah, I do, I do think the minimum wage should be like fifteen. Like what the hell? <laughs> well, well, and if you look at the, if you look at inflation, right? Like it would have yeah. gone, if you if you tap it to inflation, it would be that at this point anyway. Yeah, that's that's like that's like the big red flag right there, man. And that, and it's crazy like people don't notice. Like 
stuff gets more expensive like by the year. And average rent has doubled in the last <laughs> ten years, but minimum wage, which many people work for minimum wage, hasn't changed at all. It's just yeah, that, that that that's crazy, man. Like, and it's like, like I said, it's like another, it's, it's, it's another thing that like keeps people blinded because they don't, they 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 prefer Netflix or like they prefer showing like their life on Instagram. They 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 mm-hmm. prefer you know this materialistic stuff. I I think I think we live in a pretty egocentric society, mm. um, where like everyone is just focused on themselves, which isn't which isn't bad because like it's understandable you're trying to live your life uh like there's, there's like issues that should definitely be like be looked at i do think celebrities do play like a huge a huge role in that like when or like influencers mm. like, it's, it's like your point earlier about how we're just distracted by <laughs> things like of course we're distracted yeah. by like presenting ourselves uh in a certain type of way because society said so or because some influence yeah. said so when that influence yeah. is probably drinking baby blood or whatever. Yeah. Or these days. <laughs> no, why not? I mean, I don't. I don't think it's that that crazy, <laughs> baby. But I, I just think that they also want to succeed. Mm. They will do like whatever it takes to like get there, even if it means like giving a false image to younger kids. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like Pete Davidson mentioned it in an interview. Um, I remember he was like uh, the reason that he doesn't have an Instagram anymore was because he found himself trying to buy expensive things because that's what uh, he thought other rich people did. Mm. But then, like, he made like he made more money. He started hanging out with, like, more rich people. And, like, they were a lot more simple than how they presented themselves to be on social media. Right. And, like, he just figured out that that's what rich... That's the image that rich people give to poor people mm-hmm. so that poor people consume and make themselves think that they're rich when really they're just staying in the same spot. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do exactly. And like, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an image that, that unfortunately a lot of, uh, minorities have fallen into. Mm-hmm. Like you have like, well, I, like, I have like, I know some of my black friends want to, uh, like they want like the expensive cars, they want like the expensive clothes, mm-hmm. but like but like they're staying in the same house, you know, like in the same messed up neighborhood that, that right. they grew up in. Well, like and looking yeah, at like, what things build generational wealth and what don't, like the material possessions, like your your cars and your shoes uh or your phone or whatever these things all go down in value right like but investing yeah in, you know, if you have the money a lot of people don't have the money and that's a whole different conversation but if you do mm-hmm. have the resources and the and the and the money investing that in things that grow and that can be passed down to future generations because like that's how rich people build wealth like they pass it down to their kids and yeah. unfortunately a lot of people are not able to do that um right but and, it's, uh, it's also and yeah that, like mentality of what we of what we are kind of shown that we're supposed to value so then what we, what we end up valuing as a result of that. Yeah, exactly. And the conclusion is pretty much up. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, man, for sure.
The theme music you're hearing right now is a beat composed by Max himself. Thank y'all for listening. I'll have more from Max soon in an upcoming episode. Until next time, be good. Thank you.